Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky, self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Welcome back, everybody. What if I told you that you were thinking about burnout in the wrong way? At the time of this recording, many of our residential managers are headed into the busiest time of year, turn season. Plus, if you live in a climate where you actually experience all four seasons, you're also headed into capital improvement season, where your properties are likely to be torn up in some way or another. And with that, you are likely to receive far more emails, phone calls, and tenant complaints than you can imagine. And it really wouldn't be unreasonable to worry that burnout is hiding right around the corner. After all, the demands on your time and energy are definitely going to increase. But preventing burnout doesn't mean that you need to hit inbox zero, nail every tenant feedback survey, and hit 100% occupancy in order to escape from it. So many of us had tried to escape stress and overwhelm by simply continuing to work more and more to get more done. We're answering emails at all hours of the night and staying late at the office because we just can't keep up with everything in a normal eight-hour day. We end up having this false belief that if we can just take care of all the things, then we'll feel better. But it's really not all of the things or tasks or requirements that cause overwhelm. Overwhelm is an emotion that we feel. And emotions are created by the thoughts that we choose to think. There are all of the things that are going on at our properties. And then there are our thoughts about those things. Now, here's the catch. We can all have different thoughts and beliefs about the exact same thing. And my favorite example of this is pineapple pizza. (laughs) Some people absolutely love it. And then other people think it's a complete abomination of an Italian cuisine. And neither opinion is right. And likewise, neither opinion is wrong. Depending on what you think about pineapple pizza, you will feel different emotions. If you think pineapple pizza is great, you are going to likely feel desire and happiness. But if you think pineapple pizza is gross, you'll likely feel disgust. Burnout isn't caused by the demands of your ownership, the never-ending work order list, or that nasty review that your resident left. Burnout is caused by how we're interpreting and making sense of what's being asked of us. Just like the pizza, we can all have different thoughts about the exact same circumstances. So let's take an example and we can watch this play out. I want you to imagine two brand new property managers, neither of whom have ever completed quick turns. And let's imagine that they're both at similar properties and have to complete 20 quick turns on May 31st. 
So manager number one, we'll call her Helga, is looking at her move-ins and move-outs and thinking to herself, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. Now, from that thought, she is likely to generate a feeling of either doubt, panic, or anxiety. Now, when you're operating from that cocktail of emotions, we're really not likely to do our best work. In fact, we're more likely to spin into inaction by second-guessing our choices, relying too heavily on our supervisors for validation that we're doing it right, or we may simply just throw in the towel before we even get started. And again, this isn't coming from the turn list. This is being spurred by what we're choosing to think in the moment. Now let's pop on over to manager number two. We'll call her Rhonda. So Rhonda is also looking at 20 quick turns on May 31st, but she's thinking about it differently. See, Rhonda isn't the perfectionist and actually expects that things won't go perfectly. Her thoughts about her first attempt at 20 quick turns are more along the lines of, I can figure this out, or I'll likely miss something, but I'll find a way to make it right. And so from this space, we're likely to generate feelings of driven, committed, or self-confidence. And we're, when we're feeling that cocktail of emotions, we're more likely to step into action, try things out, and be willing to make mistakes and fail. When you put Rhonda and Helga next to each other, who do you think is having a better experience? They're obviously both up for a challenge, but Rhonda is probably having more fun than Helga. And here's what I want you to see. It's not actually any easier for Rhonda than it is for Helga, but Rhonda's living a very different daily experience because of what she's choosing to believe. Stress is part of life, and stress is actually our body's way of alerting us that something is off or that we are experiencing something new or unfamiliar. And there's this huge difference and shift in your daily experience when you come to anticipate stress instead of treating stress like it's a problem or that things should be different. At the height of my burnout, I was fueled by so many false beliefs, and I'll share a couple of them with you. So having been a music major in school with a business minor, I frequently found myself stuck in the imposter syndrome. I was convinced that someone would find out that I'm not smart enough, organized enough, or capable enough to do the job. At the start of my career, I also had a sizable negative net worth. I had debt, both consumer and student debt. And because of that, the fear of what would happen if I lost my job drove me to work and work and work. I also suffered from perfectionism. And at the time, I did not have the tools I needed to cut myself a break. If I made a single mistake on a report or in a client meeting, I would make myself feel better by working extra and doing more. And last, I constantly feared that if I made time to take care of myself, I'd simply be replaced by somebody else who was willing to put in more time or energy. Remember, 
our thoughts generate our feelings. It was no wonder that I felt so overwhelmed at the time. Listen to that record that was playing in my mind. It was this constant soundtrack that told me that I wasn't good enough and that my job was constantly in jeopardy, neither of which actually ended up to be true. Managing your burnout isn't about getting fewer emails. It's not about getting your boss to stop giving you more to do. And it is certainly not about getting people to do things your way. And yet we can get stuck in a rut by believing that if there were less emails and demands of us, that somehow our lives would be better. And sure, that may be true, but this is property management and that shit isn't slowing down anytime soon. We cannot always change our circumstances. We can't force our supervisors to stop emailing at 10 p.m. We can't prevent vendors from stopping in unannounced. We definitely can't get all of our team members to get along, and we have yet to find a way to make absolutely every single tenant happy with one another. But burnout isn't caused by all of this. Burnout doesn't happen to you. Burnout is created in your mind by the thoughts that you think. You see so many people are trying to outwork burnout and remove it by working more. Their solution to this never-ending to-do list is to keep doing more and adding to it. But here's what ends up happening. They start setting this precedence that they're capable of taking on a heavier load. Then the next time they're faced with another challenging week, they expect that they will in fact get everything done just like they did the last time. So instead of getting caught up and getting ahead, they weigh themselves down and set themselves up to be behind in the future. I'm not sure if any of you all out there are runners, but I am, and I love talking about running. So it's fun for me to explain it in this way. The first time that you train for a marathon, you never actually run the full 26.2 miles. In fact, the only time you run the full 26 miles is on race day. Now, the first time you run a marathon, you're actually not sure if you can finish it. But once you do complete one, you know that you are capable of doing it. However, even for the most elite runners, it's not advised to do more than two or three marathons a year. Sure, you have the capacity to do it, but doing it more than recommended will result in injury, which means you won't get to enjoy the sport anymore. As it pertains to property management, every once in a while, we do have a day that requires a lot from us. Sure, we have the capability to work long hours, but much like running, if we continue to do it over and over again, we'll get injured and we'll no longer enjoy our work. I found this really interesting that according to the Harvard Business Review, cynicism is a symptom of burnout. And when we're in that space, we've stopped taking joy in our work and we've started to resent it. The way that some of us are handling burnout is much like running a marathon day after day. We keep believing that because we have the capacity to do something that we should, but it's truly not advised. 
it's actually kind of crazy to me because if I had a friend who was running 26 miles day after day, I would say something. However, we're all sitting back watching certain colleagues email until the wee hours of the morning, and yet this is normal. The true solution to burnout is getting a reset on your mindset. This industry is not going to slow down for you. So instead, you have to start thinking differently about your work and how to get it done. Or in some cases, it might even mean deciding intentionally what might not get done. If you continue to believe that all of the things and all of the demands cause burnout, you will never have control over your own life. You'll always be at the will of what others ask of you. We're going to talk more in future episodes on how to handle the requests of you. But for now, it's important to get clear about what thoughts you are thinking about your workload and what emotions you might be creating from those thoughts. Eventually, you can even get yourself to a point where you can predict your own burnout. There is a worksheet in our group program where we take a deep dive on how we've handled burnout in the past. And we use what we find to help us identify and anticipate how and when burnout might show up in the future. And you don't even need the worksheet to do this. You simply need to build awareness around your burnout pattern. So many of us live in a constant state of reaction to our workday, and we rarely stop to consider what we did and why. For me, I started noticing that when things were getting to be too much at work, I would skip workouts and work longer hours. In hindsight, it's bananas because what I needed more than anything on those days was in fact to go work out so that I could give my brain a break. I was working so inefficiently at that time because my mind never got a break and I was exhausted. Once I started to notice this, I made my workouts non-negotiable. And here's what I found. Once I had worked out and given myself some space away from my computer, it was much easier for me to see what truly needed to get done that night and what didn't. When I wasn't giving myself that break away from my computer, it felt like everything was important. When I separated from the computer for even an hour, yes, I still needed to come back and complete some more work, but I ended up working on only what was most important. And because of that, and because I took a break, I was able to work quicker and with fewer mistakes. There are many other factors that make it easy to burn ourselves out. Many of us are struggling with perfectionism, and because of that, we're taking far too long to complete our work. Others don't know how and when to say no and end up with an unsustainable workload on their desk. And not to mention, in this day and age of technology, we're battling more and more interruptions than ever before. And the truth is, as humans, we weren't even designed to process this many distractions. So many property managers are still clinging to outdated societal expectations and are running themselves ragged, trying to be the highest performer, 
the best mom they can be while also volunteering for organizations, schools, churches, and they're also trying to meal prep, work out, meditate. And they end up not living for themselves, but rather for the person that others expect them to be. Other managers have a huge fear of other people's opinions, and it's literally paralyzing them from doing the work that would make the highest impact. While many of us identify with these traits, a lot of us hold ourselves back because we start to assume that these are permanent character traits. But hear me out, these are not personal flaws. They're simply skills that are waiting to be learned. And once you do, you will gain so much more authority over your time and energy. The solution to burnout is not gonna come from taking a new job, taking bubble baths every week or telling your coworkers to screw off. The solution to burnout comes from the acceptance of the stressful demands of this industry and taking 100% complete and full ownership for the thoughts and feelings that you have about it. Listen, if you are waiting for a raise or a different property or a new boss in order to get better work-life balance, you will always be at the will of someone else's choice. But you know what no other person has control over in your life? What you think. All right, my friends, that is it for this week. If you wanna take this to the next level, we have a whole set of journal questions to help you start unpacking this on your own. Check it out at annahavelyana.com slash journal. That's A double N A J A V is in Victor E double L A N A dot com slash journal. If you're looking to create a little more time and energy into your day, tune in for our next episode. We are going to do a deep dive into bad habits and how you can overcome them so that you can back, get back to doing what you love. All right. Until next time, I love you. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.